Welcome back to Late to the Party, folks. My name is Jordan Balky. I don't normally do these introductions, but I am today. So uh, before we get into our big battle episode that is coming next, um, we, the party, are going to do a little bit of a retrospective on this campaign, this this season of the Magic City. Uh, and we are doing this because as uh, wonderful as everyone on the campaign and, and in this party has been, um, I got my COVID vaccine in the real world today and do not feel prepared mentally to have this epic battle in the way that you all deserve. And so because our friends are lovely and amazing, um, we are going to talk about the campaign and deliver you the battle sequence that you do deserve in our next episode. Uh, In the meantime, if you are eligible to receive your vaccination for COVID-19, please do so. Or speak with your doctor. Oh, yeah. AstraZeneca yeah. may be able to help. Or something. <laughs> the Nexus. Um. So yeah, after that heavy little intro, I'm going to let literally anyone else take it away. Um, What's up? I, I have a funny thing. Jordan, we were late to the party. Like vaccine party? We were late to it. We were last time to get it. Uh, yeah. Yeah. By, by the way, uh, move to Roanoke, Virginia, apparently, because everybody on Late to the Party has had at least one dose of a COVID-19 vaccine. We're doing it. Uh, or maybe the and one we and only. we are blessed here. Yeah. We're doing it. That's why I said at least one. At least at one. At least one. Very fortunate around here. Mm-hmm. But yeah, so, so yeah, very, very blessed, feeling very blessed to not be exposed. Uh, very proud of Tyler and Jordan, Scott and Camille. Um, I've been good for a minute. Hi, my name is Ethan Edgehill. <laughs> I play the character of Ben Allen Roth. Uh, although today I am not playing the character of Ben Allen Roth. You don't get to hear any fun character voice. That's right. <laughs> my larynx thanks me for this. <laughs> <laughs> yes, and I'm Camille Leonard, who plays Lily Davis with no accent whatsoever. So hopefully I sound familiar. But I'm counting down the days to when I'm going to get a haircut. Can't wait. Uh, I'll cut it for you. Hi, I'm Tyler Doobie. (laughs) What was the point of getting the vaccine if you're going to let your friends cut your hair? (laughs) Hey, early on in quarantine, I helped Tyler shave their head. So, And it looked amazing. Look, I've had Um, a lot of offers for people to help me with my hair situation, and I have stayed strong. So, (laughs) Okay, I am Tyler Doobie. I usually play Sunny Days, a uh, something cleric. And say it. Quarter elf cleric. <laughs> Why do you shame me like this? Say the thing. So I can say, say the, the word thing. Who worships Rihanna? Uh, hi, my name is Tyler Doobie. I play Sunny Days, a high elf cleric that worships Rihanna. And I said it wrong anyway. You said it hey, wrong look, again. I'm feeling very warm after that. If after that, Moderna. <laughs> this is why we are not doing the final battle episode tonight. We're not in it. Uh, hi, everyone. I'm Scott Nicewander. I play the character of Co. Tucker. That's how he says his name every time that he starts a sentence. I just delete half of the ouch yeah. in the middle every time. Oh, you di- I've been doing that for like almost 30 episodes now. You could have just yeah. told me. Yeah, well, you know. All right. I just like enough. the energy you bring. Well, I'm glad it like translates well, at least to you guys. <laughs> to this day, my favorite Coach Tucker voice is, hello, it is I. It Coach is I. Tucker. Coach Tucker. <laughs> Uh, yeah, so Ethan, why don't you uh, tell the listeners a little bit why we're doing this, aside from the fact that Tyler and I have brain fog? Um, so so it is currently uh, Wednesday, March 10th of the year of our Lord, Rihanna, 2021. Mm-hmm. Um, so if you're listening to this way down the road in the future, hi, welcome to Late to the Party. Um, we're so glad you joined us. Uh, I've, I'm Ethan Edgehill. I play the character of Ben Allen Roth at this point. So... 
We are gearing He's up frozen. for. And we lost never him. Heard him? Did again. you? Oh, yeah, you, you lost are. me. Oh, you're back oh, no. now. Probably got <laughs> it. Oh yeah, yeah. They definitely heard me. Oh, my internet connect connection is unstable. This no. is garbage. Everyone's it's unstable okay. today. It's okay. I'm unstable too. Internet connection, you're <laughs> Look, fine. Every Just time go ahead and we try to record on a weeknight, something goes sideways. <laughs> yeah. Go ahead and I assume I knocked that one out of the park you because did. I did. Excellent. Crushed, so. I did. Excellent. Um, I felt it from We're good. Uh, Brilliant anyway, explanation. So, so we are doing this because it is. We're coming up, like Jordan said, to the 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 fine what we assume we the player characters assume to be the final battle of the Magic City campaign. That we're gonna take down the BBEG. That we're gonna fight a mother freaking hurricane, yeah. uh, and hopefully come out alive on the other end. We'll see, I want like a little we'll see. Edna mode, like fight win. Andy's gonna get a snake in his boot. That's all I'm saying. Yeah, here's here's hoping. So anyway, we wanted to stop and give a little bit of retrospective. We give y'all a warning that we're coming up to what we're calling the finale of season one of Late to the Party. Now that don't worry, we're not going anywhere. We're not going to stop making the podcast yeah. by any means. It's not just going to be over. Jordan originally said 14 episodes, and I said, <laughs> "Ha!" <laughs> as if. <laughs> I will take the name of the podcast and replace you if you leave. It's fine. I think at this point we have 14 episodes of just one shots. Um, <laughs> I think we might. Yeah, yeah, we might. What yeah. a joke. So we got we got some cool stuff coming up for a uh, a season break. Yeah. Between between season one and two, we don't really know what season two is. We the player characters don't really know what season two is going to be yeah, yet. Jordan, someone here does. Everything. Jordan, I'm sure, has built uh, a wonderful campaign that we're excited about. We got a picture a couple months ago of just a bunch of dice on a table that were like laying out a rudimentary map. Oh yeah, so I, that was, I taped those papers together so Jordan could make a map that large. That was fun and terrifying to watch. I love but it. yeah, so we're we're gonna talk about the season the season one, the, the twenty seven, twenty eight episodes we've done so far. Twenty eight episodes we've done so far. And we're gonna we're gonna go over a few things and just kinda let y'all behind the curtain a little bit. Now if you're looking for more content like this, like what we do, head over to our Patreon, patreon.com slash late to the party podcast and join the early nope, the late to the after party tier. Yeah. And you can get more of this every single time there's an episode. Every it's a lot time. of fun. I think that's technically the five dollar mage tier or the level five mage tier yes yeah we're gonna yes. change names on our patreon page <laughs> we're, we're, we're figuring it out we're I relatively feel, new still well, whatever tier you get late to the after party at um we do one of these after pretty much every episode um sometimes i feel like people have dipped out because they need to which is absolutely fine sure. it's, it's just a, a a hassle of living sure is um but yeah since like episode eight or something like that something very early on um, so it's a big, big been, back catalog to catch up on too i feel like we need to do like, a survey of all the episode titles to remind ourselves of all of the funny things that have happened <sighs> <sighs> well, I'm just throwing the that out. The first thing I want to ask, yeah, ask of, of all of you is um, what sort of notes, if any, did you take, including having a character sheet? Oh, do you have mine? And what do you intend to do with those notes after <sighs> this campaign ends? Jordan, let me tell you something. I started the first handful of episodes taking notes. And then after maybe episode four, I never took a single note ever again. So if that, if I was supposed to, I'm very sorry. I just never bothered to do it. Uh, I also have an answer to this question. <laughs> and I just want to like read out what I had originally written Jordan as like Lily's backstory. <laughs> oh God. Some of it's really funny. <laughs> <laughs> 
should I share this or should I share this somewhere else? Like at a later time. You can go for no, it. You go can for share it. any of this. Um, I would say don't <gasps> share my derby name. The, the old woman bit. Oh, okay. I won't share that. Um, I still haven't revealed my derby name. <laughs> Nobody Wild. knows. <laughs> now we have a plot point for the last episode here. <laughs> oh, I will save that one so Jordan can sprinkle it in somewhere. But yeah, no, that we have made it through nearly the entire first season and my whole roller derby bit is still such a mystery, like most things about Lily. Um, but, oh yeah, there was like this whole secret affair avenue that we were going to pursue that never came to light. Um, oh yeah. I had written in here that Lily was a, a bit of a gym rap and frequently said the word gains, not unironically. <laughs> <laughs> And I didn't follow through that. I forgot about it. Um, oh, goodness. I, she also had a, a fear of skin cancer and aggressively wore sunscreen, which I did not play into. You did You did make it a fun fact at some point, I think. Yeah. But yeah. as far as my notes, I didn't take any notes on the episodes. The only thing that I wrote down <laughs> was information from the player's handbook before I had the D&D Beyond thing que- queued up. And then... Um, every episode I wrote down what I had said my fun fact was. So I have all my fun facts, easy access. I do not. I'll go next. Yeah. Um, so I, Jordan and I sat down one time and made me a character sheet on paper and I used it for, I think the first three episodes. And then I saw, I, I looked over at Scott on his computer and I was like, Scott, what website are you using? <laughs> and he was like, D&D Beyond. And I was like, okay, cool. And then I transferred Ben's character sheet into D&D Beyond and I have not seen it since then. It is somewhere around, I still have it. Uh, I also have a printed copy of the Don Johnson character sheet that I was uh, assigned at one point and I actually like used it and, and marked my spell slots off on paper. Uh, as far as episodes go, I have never taken a single note because yep. I'm the person that edits these. So I get a refresher of everything and have to like Fair. painstakingly go through it. So I never bother taking notes. I do, however, have somewhere a note card, a single like three by five note card that says on one side, Ben is still uh, uh, charmed for 55 more minutes. And on the other side says, <laughs> I have to pee, BRB, <laughs> that I held up at the table to tell everybody else at the table know that I was going to take a bathroom break when we still recorded at a table. For I what, love two it. episodes? Incredible. Um... I have character. I have notes on my character sheet that I know what they mean, um, and then also my backstory is very funny, and I will I will get into that after I get into some of my notes. Um, so I have my latest note was best friends frame, which I stole from Lily's apartment. Um, mm-hmm. I think it's pretty clear what my intentions with that are, but um, feel free to you know have your own ideas about it. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, I have like a thing that says like current initiative because I feel like I often forget my initiative when we roll it and then do combat the next episode. Uh, I also have a vampire costume in my equipment. Don't know when or where I got that. Um, I have a note that I can deadlift 85 pounds. (laughs) (laughs) I have a note that pinwheels are my favorite cookie. (laughs) Um, and I have a note that says my nemesis is the DM. Nice. Uh, Mm-hmm. But a uh, little bit fun backstory, similar to Camille. Uh, so Sunny Days was originally going to be 14 years old. 
a smidge too young, dear. That's right. She was going to be born yeah. at Rihanna's first live concert, which was in Miami. Um, and I thought that was very funny. But I also, like, once I got to know what the other characters were playing, I was like, I don't want a 14-year-old to think it's yeah. okay to hang out with, like, a 40-year-old as, like, a vibe. And um, now like, the it's still kind of weird, turned. even that, it, like, a 19-year-old, <laughs> but, like, you know, generational mixing. It's very, it's, it's, it's good for perspective. Yeah. Yeah, I was um, very uncomfy when you were like, when I first heard that you were going to do a 14 year old, I was like, I'm going to have to figure out some way to like it was, squash It was this. the time frame that made sense. But then yeah. I decided that instead of being born at the concert, I would, I would have gotten my powers initially after that concert. Um, also, something that I haven't mentioned a single time, uh, Sunny Days has a forearm tattoo of the neck tattoo that Rihanna has, which is like the stars. <laughs> <laughs> they, they wrap around her wrist and hand, and I I was totally gonna mention that in like the first episode, I and I like just never did. I feel like you it as a spellcasting thing do. at some point. I, I like, I've Please. always visualized it there, and I don't think I've ever audibly said, Hey, um, Sunny Days already had tattoos before this whole thing started. You know the problem with mm-hmm. podcasts? When you don't say it, it just doesn't exist. Yeah, it doesn't <laughs> Please exist. Please adjust your head cannons and your fan art appropriately. Yeah. Oh, um, and after changing Sunny to a 19-year-old instead of a 14-year-old, I have a note that says, when wearing matching Savage X bra and undies, get a, gets advantage on persuasion, <laughs> must clarify at the beginning of day. <laughs> okay. That's a yike. That's a yike for me. I've never used it. It's not worth it. <laughs> <laughs> like when you're skinny dipping in the pool right before you're like, Wait, I have uh, advantage. Check these matching undies. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, well, I wanted to incorporate all of, you know, incredible. like Rihanna's brands and every like financial and business exploit she's done sure. as well as her music. Um, That's a tall And order. I thought it would be funny to include it. Accomplished but, um, mm-hmm. Yeah. I, Wild. I was looking through, I will have you all know, I found my, my notes of my or the early session notes and no joke the first note that i wrote outside of all of your characters names because i didn't know them before we hit record um <laughs> uh the, right after that i wrote maggie is lily's roommate and is a bit intense <laughs> so oh, we uh, have aged well the aged quite well i will say one one more quick thing about my character sheet is i'm using the original character sheet that i wrote which was made in like November of 2019. Incredible. Um, <laughs> it's literally about to rip in half. I'm going to get this laminated once uh, the season wraps and I'm going to copy all the information on a new sheet. 2019 awesome. feels like a lifetime ago. I know, right? It feels but like forever. To be, to be fair, I still feel like it, it, took, it felt like it took forever to get from episode one to episode eight. And I still feel like episode eight happened, I don't know, five days ago. Like, <laughs> like we we recorded it like a week ago. Oh my gosh. And it's, it's, Have yeah. we ever talked about cursed episode two? No. Never. And we never, never will. Edit this out. Real quick, before before we move off character sheets, I do want to like piggyback off this question um, and just uh, t- talk about the, uh, the, the backstory and like the background that everybody wrote up. Because I know Scott wrote like a novel about oh Coach Tucker. Oh my God, Tucker. I wrote like 10 pages of notes about <laughs> Coach Tucker. Oh That's why you uh, have such a well-developed character. Lily has like three paragraphs. <laughs> yeah. I have one. <laughs> I forgot that I had homework and just didn't do it, much like high school, and then made it up on the spot when asked to, just like high school. Uh, <laughs> it's like everything that I have said about Ben Allen Roth has been made up basically on the spot. Like I did not know that Ben's name was not Ben. Me either, sis. <laughs> me either. Until somebody was just like, so that would be a stage name, right? And I was like, stage name. Yes. Of course it would be a stage Duh, name. Absolutely. Mm. 
And then that naturally. was when I texted you and been like, and I was like, oh, hey, yeah, Ben's name is not actually Ben. And he knows all these people from, and like made up the backstory like while we were recording and like sent Jordan a text of all this stuff I wanted to include from a backstory. Mm-hmm. It's interesting how some like truly fantastic ideas come from listeners. It's pretty good. I did find my my Google Doc. It's not 10 pages, but it is four pages, and it's formatted in a very easy-to-read way that I think is fun. It was formatted in a very easy-to-read way. Thank you for that. Thank I go oh. above and beyond. <laughs> you should see the write-up Scott did for A Christmas Peril. It was like a PowerPoint presentation. It was awesome. Did it was I? very pretty. Oh, the e- yeah, I, I sent you all email an email about it. I forgot about that. That's like, really funny. I felt like I was being invited to a murder mystery party, that was honestly. The Hope that was the goal. I'm glad That's it, basically it what went it was. well. Yeah. yeah, yeah, that was awesome. We should publish that sometime. That was very fun. <laughs> Mm-hmm. No, yeah, I've got uh, Jordan at the very start of the uh, of us just planning stuff asked us to come up with um, a secret, an aspiration, a hobby, a short term goal. I think also a long term goal. I just didn't. I don't, I don't know why I don't have it in here. And then also two like allies and two enemies. And so I filled all of that out to the best of my abilities. And I did none of that because <laughs> I immediately got on a plane to go to India yep. for three weeks. And then we started recording almost as soon as I came back. Yeah. And I was punished for it for the first like seven episodes. Yeah. Oh well, it was re- I still remember you got we all were getting there uh, to like to um, go record. And Jordan was like, so what's your character's name? Ethan and I was just like oh. made it up on the spot. Yeah, <laughs> made it up on the spot. <laughs> Incredible. Forgot entirely too because I didn't like I'd never played before. I didn't know what was going to be required of me, and I had no idea how like uh, especially the first episodes how uh, freaking like made up previously from your past NPC episodes mm-hmm. those were going to be like, and so I didn't have any of that because I just completely forgot to do it. And yeah, here we are. I was also um, new to character building. I had only ever built one character before and played like two sessions with her. So I really had no idea what went into actually like building out a well fleshed out character, uh, <laughs> which is where some of Lily's lack of depth comes from. Um, but I remember when I was trying to come up with ideas, I was like, Jordan, what if I was a real estate agent? Because I have experience being a real estate agent in Florida. <laughs> Jordan was like, well, because she had already like laid out <laughs> Stefania. And I was like, but what if like what if we're rivals? <laughs> so Wait, like you thought of Stefania before Lily introduced the idea of being a real estate agent? Yeah. Ask Tyler Carlin, who uh, was there when I pitched this show in October 2019. The first bad guy I built and the bad guy that I pitched to Tyler was Stefania Perez, (laughs) a real estate agent who was using her magic to basically gentrify. Yeah. Yeah. I was just like going with what I knew, right? To make it like a little bit easier on me. (laughs) Wild. Um, I have a listener question that I feel like aligns with what we're talking about. Go for it. Yeah, please. Um, Caitlin V asks, were there any people that inspired each of the characters? If so, who were they? And if not, how did you come up with your character? That's a good question. I I think... Cam? Yeah, Cam? I really quickly want to say, I feel like Lily is inspired by you. Just All of my characters are inspired by me (laughs) because I lack enough, like, free time to come up with anyone new. (laughs) Yeah. So, so I took 
uh, the skeleton that was Ben Allen Roth and then like posthumously foisted my own personal trauma upon him as mm-hmm. we went on. Because mm-hmm. at first I was like, oh, no, Ben has great parents. They've never had any issues whatsoever. Super, super not dead parents, 100%. Uh, and then I was just like, wait, but like, this is actually a health, healthy outlet for me to get some of this crap out off my chest. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so I, I just started inserting Ben's, uh, inserting my own personal woes into Ben's dynamic. Uh, definitely. Yeah. Uh, as far as uh, pr- inspiration goes, I don't know to this day who uh, Ben Le- Levi Ross is. And I definitely did not make my name up based on him at all uh, <laughs> whatsoever. But I did. I was I thought about a lot about uh, Andrew Rannells when I first made Ben Allen Roth. Like really? that's in my mind what Ben looks like. Oh, that's cool. Is like, is like Andrew Rannells from Book of Mormon. I love that. Uh, Scott, you had definitely something to say before I interrupted you. Oh, very that's fine. Uh, I think for for Coach Tucker, I had a I had bits of myself and very, very much bits of uh, my stepdad who has been like a coach. He was like, I don't even think it was intentional me bringing it out, but my, my stepdad is a like was a uh a promising like student athlete and then had a knee injury and (laughs) then became a coach later in life so i wasn't like trying to make a character around my stepdad but that's kind of what happened um and then similar to Ethan, I did put a little bit of my own like insecurities and, and, and stuff and, and trauma into into the character of, uh, you know, I made a whole video like a year or two ago about uh, like f- feeling like I can't live up to my parents' expectations. And like, that's definitely something that Coach Tucker has to uh, ha- has had to deal with and come to terms with. So uh, it's just a combination of all those ideas. I have a different um, answer to this question um where i didn't necessarily model lily after anybody in particular but i did model the npcs that i built around other people um well, that's so fun. what is maybe hilarious now is i had modeled maggie after my sister um <laughs> oh no oh no wait no yeah. no Oh, okay. Betrayal. All right, I'm good. I'm back. Um, I'm back. But like, you know, uh, Maggie working on her doctorate of nursing practice, like my sister's currently doing that and being all, you know, very bubbly and involved and like big on blasting music and like having a good time and just like being very present in the moment, like very much my sister being evil. is not my sister, but you know, we each have our uh divisions from reality and then um the npc that i'm not talking about uh that i had built and jordan hasn't revealed yet but hey there's time uh was modeled after an experience a friend of mine had uh sort of like growing up and in high school um not directly 100 percent what's written but like i pulled from that experience to build sort of the backstory on that character I love that. Um, Can I talk a little bit about NPCs? Yes. I I also want to talk about an NPC. We'll all do some NPC talk. Yeah. Um, Except me. (laughs) (laughs) So uh, for Sunny, I think the inspiration was just like a lot of things that young women like get taunted by the masses. And so I wanted to make sure that she didn't specifically fall into any of single of those categories. Um, Cause I didn't, I didn't want Sunny to be a character that people taunted in the way that young women often receive that. Um, I wanted her to be very headstrong and I wanted her to just do what she believes, even if everything else is against her. Um, the Kayleys, like not to say you need a sidekick, but I, 
You know, like a lot of people have like the same name as someone they know in their own friend group. And I thought that would be nice to represent in like audio <laughs> form. Must be nice. I can't say that I've ever had that experience. I'm so sorry. Interesting. Um, but um, like strong female friendship is important to me, at least. I, I think it's power empowering and positive for everyone um and having good people around you is very good um but howard beggs was the first npc i built um and i begged begged uh jordan to add him to the campaign uh because we were like talking we were like so i have my grandparents built i had like my whole family built um and i was like i want my grandparents to not be into the idea of me using my magic but i want an ally in in a person who wants me to use my magic. And so I based it off of like, in my head, the personality of my history teacher at the time, because what a bean. Um, and I, I like, I just, I wanted him to live on in like current activities I was doing, even over the summer when I like wasn't taking classes. And now that I uh, am currently not in his class because he only teaches like one or two classes. I don't know, but um, I really liked that teacher and I wanted, I wanted another like teacher aspect, um, especially since, I mean, I didn't even know Ben wasn't going to be like aware of his own magic, but I felt having Howard around to like help teach um, was good for the story. Ethan, I'm not sure what faces you were just making on the Zoom call, but I loved them. Oh yeah, I was just messing around, just, just making faces. <laughs> I get it. You hate Howard Beggs. No. We, we're over it. Season wrap on Howard Beggs. <laughs> no, I don't hate Howard Beggs. I just still don't trust him. <laughs> You know what? I don't either. Um, I'm trying to not say spoilery so, things. Yeah. I, yeah, I'm not going to say anything. Uh, so for me, I think the thing that was most striking was all of the moments where I didn't realize that I was self-inserting into NPCs. Sure. <laughs> um, oh my God, the mirror. Right? <laughs> um, so yeah, I, uh, Howard Beggs was a little bit also in my brain based off of um, a really fantastic professor that I had in college who um, would have been the person that I called if I got myself into some some nasty stuff. Uh, and and that was just how I ran with that. I, I felt like Cynthia Tucker, Ma Tucker. Sweet. So can I talk um, about, let's talk about Ma Tucker here for a second. Let's talk I, about Ma I Tucker. I want to know your, your thoughts on approaching that character because I had what feels like vastly different thoughts on how that character would go. But I would love to know what your thought process is. So it was my my goal and intention to make every single NPC, good or bad or, or neutral, be complex in some mm. way. Like all good characters also have flaws and all bad characters also sometimes have good traits. And... um. I think I wanted her to be a little bit just the most loving and sweet character and person who ever did exist and just wanted to be loving and giving of herself and her time. But I also I also recognized that because Coach had such a, a strange relationship with his father and, and feeling like he wasn't living up to these expectations that something like that doesn't happen in isolation. Like you don't fail to meet, Co coach doesn't fail to meet Red's expectations without some movement or action from Ma Tucker. And I I needed her as a character as well to sort of take some, some ownership of the like pain that Coach Tucker clearly was experiencing in his life. Mm -hmm. um, and so it was kind of an interesting balance of like wanting her to be this kind, loving, thoughtful character um, who also is inherently flawed and has made mistakes. Um, and I, I, I don't know what, 
what were you expecting from her no, as a character? No, I, I, think, I think that journey as a character is very interesting, and I think it's played out very well. Uh, I, I like the kind of heart-to-hearts that, that Ma Tucker and, and Coach get to have. Um, I definitely think very early on in the in the podcast, the interactions. Um, so I had based Ma Tucker sort of off of one of my grandmas um, who is like always going out, always socializing, always going out to, you know, play bingo. Um, always like she's got a very strong like attitude. So like when you hit me with Ma Tucker being this sweet, loving, kind being, and then I'm coming into it with the energy of, you know, we're going to bicker all the time. So, like, Coach Tucker's coming into it like, Ma, come on, you got to stop doing this. And you're just like, oh, hi, sweetie. I'm just like, oh, I feel bad as, like, a as a character to, like, be insulting this sweet old lady. Because in my head, I was like, yeah, it's just like my grandma and we're going to bicker and fight but lovingly do so. And... It's just, it felt, especially the early ones, it just felt like sometimes I was just being really insulting in a really harsh way. And I was like expecting that to be fired back. And I just kept kept being being meet with like, oh, sweetie, oh, whatever. And I'm just like, oh no, I'm going to come across as like a real big jerk uh, to this audience. And so I hope that didn't happen. Um... But I do think the the emotional beats of having all of the uh, of those conversations and kind of what you were talking about, about like how, you know, coach doesn't have any resentment towards his mom, uh, but he wouldn't have he wouldn't be like a 40 year old, you know, man who still is down on himself if his mom didn't let that happen a little bit. Like if she she could have at any chance come in and said, hey, actually, no, you're you're remembering all of this all wrong. And she didn't. And that's kind of not great. So yeah, I think I think a lot of that played out really well. I like that Ma Tucker has flaws, like uh, not listening to Coach, yeah. <laughs> like just, being just like, never. "No, I'm going to assert my will upon mm-hmm, you, mm-hmm. especially like upon your parents. plants." Yeah, mostly upon the plants. <laughs> I mean, what is that not true <laughs> of parents just... of children? <laughs> um, I also had uh, a harder time playing Maggie than I expected uh, in the pre-reveal times um like the the fight that lily and maggie kind of had uh i remember at the end of that episode i might have even said it in the after party how just blatantly hypocritical i felt to be talking about like leadership and and stepping up and doing things and and uh how i know like as an individual i have failures and shortcomings in the same places and ways that Maggie was criticizing Lily for it. I'm just sitting there like, oh, wow. Are you talking to yourself right now, Jordan? <laughs> hey, you can't internalize um, things too was, much. Right. That's true. Yeah. Yeah, I just like, I don't know. I don't really have those problems as much. <laughs> like these characters, while they remind me of me for sure, are definitely like separate things, right? Like I'm not sitting here going like, how would Ethan respond to these situations? I'm thinking about how um, my character responds to these situations. And I guess that is just like en- enough of a mental buffer for me to like not particularly worry about um, mm-hmm. about those things. Like it, it hasn't even been the things that have happened to my character during this episode or these episodes that have gotten me to like an emotional state. It's been like things that have happened to other characters yeah i definitely I haven't internalized things where like i've been upset by something that's happened but i definitely have caught myself reacting maybe less like lily and more specifically like how i would handle something and i'm like that's not like uh we haven't separated lily and cam enough 
<laughs> yeah, I, I would I, not that I want to give you notes on life, Cam, but I, I definitely feel like you might not have separated Lily and Cam enough. I didn't <laughs> in season one here. I mean, I remember during character development, we were talking about what class would be representative best of of the derby position. Jammer. jammer. Ah, I. It's such a weird thing. Why you're not you're not jamming. You're jamming. Okay. Okay. Yeah, but we were talking about what what class would That's be best right, for yeah. like a jammer position on the derby team, and like Jordan and I looked at each other, knowing the PHB and being like monk. monk. Um, <laughs> and Lily, or yeah, Lily. Uh, Cam was just like, sure, I'll do it. Yeah, I didn't know um, any better. I still don't know any better. <laughs> yeah, can we talk about that? How did everyone else choose their specific classes that you guys wanted to do? Was it just based off of the the character that you had in mind? Like, Ethan, if you knew that Ben was always going to be like an actor, it just feels like the a very bard thing to do. Or or was it the other way around? You wanted to be a bard, so you came up with an actor? No, it was absolutely the first way around. It's yeah. like, I decided that I, my character was going to be a failed actor that was on like... A, a bad tour to Miami. And then when I looked up characters, I was like, oh, there's one called Bard. Sure thing. <laughs> yeah, um, done. I, and I wish I'd done it more research because like, I don't think that the way I wanted to play the character is Bard-like at all. Very much like, no, but it is fun. Yeah. Uh, while we are talking about Ben Allen Roth, what is Ben, er, from Sneaky Mo, uh, thank you. Uh, what's Bar's Bard College? Uh, whatever the default option that it gives you on D&D Beyond is. I think College of Lore. Yeah, um. it was College of Lore, which I thought was very awesome for how you played the character. And like, mm. I, okay, I have said this before and I'm saying it again. I forget that this is Ethan's first time playing D&D because I handed him a, a lightning in a bottle, literally. And this man turns and not only figures out how to use it, but use it against me. And well, yeah, it I mean, was impressive. That's the point, and Jordan. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I would say that this is like doing this thing is something that comes easy to me. Like, I don't I don't feel like I've ever had to reach for Ben, if that makes sense. Like, it's always just been, even though it's something I made up and mostly made up on the spot, it's always just been right there. It's like, I've never thought about a fun fact for more than 10 seconds. I never thought about the name for more than 10 seconds. Like, and I'm not saying that that's the way everybody should play D&D. It's just like, that is how this character has come to be this whole amalgam of different things is like, you know, say it first, figure out if it works later, right? Like, like I've definitely broken the bar character to some extent, and, and Jordan has helped me with that in ways that make sense, in ways that don't necessarily break the game. Um, especially because I think what this team was lacking when we created these characters was like a big strong spellcaster uh and that was something i didn't know because like it, it just the pure amount of and type of monsters that we've come up against like we needed a wizard or a sorcerer or somebody that can just be like boom whatever and i had to become that person in a way that the bard's not necessarily supposed to do uh in a way that i didn't know wasn't the job of the bard and i didn't know wasn't possible right so like it is always just something that's been um sort of right there for me and i, I find it easy to put myself in the shoes of this person and put myself in these situations and figure out what I would do in these situations and ways that are going to a make sense for the character and b make sense for, you know, my own self and for the, the team, hopefully. And, and, and oftentimes at the expense of the team, because I think that's the character I'm playing, you know, I, I don't want to, I don't want to create a TPK obviously, but like, I, I also don't want to play a character safely. Like I have no interest in playing a safe character really ever. <laughs> I am grateful as a DM that I have an entire party full of people who, who are just smarter than I am sometimes. I, I remember like I have had a genuine moment of shock from every single character doing a thing like Sun 
Sunny, I think your first one was uh, Tyler, because you're not Sunny right now. <laughs> I'm, I'm just me. I'm so sorry. I get it. I'm very boring at the moment. Uh, Tyler, your first one was when you inflicted wounds. Oh, when I crit. And and I just like, and my jaw was, just hit the floor. That was before Vicious Crit, and I genuinely rolled Very three times. Yeah. And I was just draw, draw. Mm -hmm. um, like, you don't expect to do max damage <laughs> um, your first time using a spell. Yeah. And, and uh, Lily having Feather Fall was a huge <laughs> thing that I just... No, no, yeah. no, no. That was not the first time for you, Jordan. The first time was Lily going, hi, I would like to search for a fire extinguisher, like a, a sprinkler, and pull the sprinklers in the hotel. That's true. And destroy your water monsters with it, or your fire monsters with it. The realty <laughs> background definitely screwed with Jordan in the first several episodes in, like, the best <laughs> possible way. Yeah, that's true. Honestly, it, like, I had to, forgotten about that. Wait, up to the teens. How do you mean? Because... She was the one who was like pulling out the the address stuff on the map and circle. Oh yeah, is that not in episode eight? I don't know anymore. <laughs> I don't know. That was a really but fun yeah, idea. Like, I was unprepared for a lot of the things that that broke, but honestly, it made it made it more fun. Like I, I know that sounds super cliche, um, but it just it did make it more fun because seeing you guys get to be creative and and get to be just kind of wild, really made me have to throw things at you and it gave me the opportunity to try things that I was like, I don't know if this is going to work, but you know what? I've got a team of people who will make it work. You can't forget all the times that we just completely missed every hint, oh, yeah. lead, yeah. like push in the right direction. The light turns on. Exactly. The light turns off. <laughs> we had good moments, but we <laughs> also had some just really oblivious ones. It's like that scene from The Good Place where... They're, they come up to Michael and they're like, oh, we found all four of your clues. And he's like, that's excellent. I actually left you over 1,200 clues, but you found the four that you <laughs> needed to find. <laughs> Sometimes we just need a little extra push if we're not quite getting it. As, as revealed, uh, we don't, not all of us take notes. So, or the best <laughs> notes. So, gonna need some help here and there. Especially since the thing with the lights was a like split party scenario where like Tyler and I were so focused on what we're doing. Right. We couldn't even and I'm not listening to like baddies on the head. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not listening to what Scott and Camille's going and doing. Um, so I wasn't there to like mentally there to be like, hey, Scott, I think you should. Hey, Scott, I think you should look at the light. Like I didn't get it either because I was absolutely not there. Yeah. I wasn't like, even. Yeah. Wasn't even going for it. But oh. uh, so I think that was definitely the light thing was definitely in a response to us saying that we could use more puzzles in the game. And then we were presented with the puzzle and we we're just like, I don't know what that is. Anyway, let's fight people, maybe. <laughs> smash. Hammer smash. I'm going to run around in the yard for 15 minutes while coach tries to slowly, unsuccessfully break a fountain. Well. <laughs> oh I've wait didn't you use your ability of like catch connection. missile or something like that it seems i don't yeah you like caught an arrow yeah, you did. when did i do that in that episode <laughs> that episode Monk stuff yeah, I, don't I don't know that sounds like some um, shenanigan i'd do i will say this i want to i want to give a shout out to jordan and scott might be talking right now we'll find that out but he's he's frozen on my screen that is no good uh, after turning into a robot but um oh, oh there he goes completely 
I do want to give a shout out to Jordan real quick because I know that all of us have had our, all of us as players have had our own personal like set of, of gripes and complaints during the campaign, at least during the first like 10 episodes. And Jordan oh, has I'm done an incredible job of like thin. making sure everybody has fun. And the last like 15 episodes have just been incredible to the point where like every episode is my new favorite episode and every episode is my new favorite episode to record. Uh, so you've done an incredible job of like listening to the things and, 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 and just making a, a world that is more fun to exist in. I mean, uh, no offense to any of the listeners, but the most important thing to me was that we had fun doing this because, and really, it, you can tell as a listener. Em, are you if, doing anything? If we're not having fun here, you're not going to have fun yeah, or like no, like this any more than than we did. Around. So, like, asleep. step number one is make sure that the party and the DM are having fun. Um, step number two is everything else. Well, so, speaking of Jordan, I'd not like know. to quickly plug yet another <laughs> listener question. Why I cannot? Uh, I Mary can Studios asked. This is mainly for Jordan. Wink, wink. Uh, but what made you choose the campaign setting that you did? I feel like I know the answer to this, but I never don't like hearing it. Yeah. So um, I, I coming into this campaign and season and show did not feel confident in my abilities as a DM. Um, I decided I was going to try anyway because I figured the worst that could happen is my friends and I make some silly podcast show for, what was it, 12 to 14 episodes and it doesn't go anywhere. Right. Right. Um, so I I didn't want to use anything that was pre-built uh, modules and I didn't really trust myself to make a high fantasy world. So I was like, oh, maybe I can just do it on like the backdrop of a city that exists. And for some reason, my first thought was Los Angeles. And so I like started researching Los Angeles neighborhoods. And I was like, after genuinely like eight hours of research, I realized I have been to Los Angeles twice in my life. Why am I doing this? I lived for 10 years in Miami, Florida, and Miami has all of these, you know, wild and and different neighborhoods. Like if I think of Coconut Grove, I'm immediately thinking of hippies. And what are those? Like, like people who absolutely would be druids. And that's, that's where people like that would live. And Uh, you know, all of these different neighborhoods. And I realized that rather than trying to invent a world, rather than trying to learn a brand new world, I just wanted to build on what I knew. And 100% going through this campaign on a backdrop that my brain already felt comfortable with made didn't just make it easier, but made me feel more confident about my abilities as a DM. Um, so when I rolled a map and sent you guys that that picture however many months ago, that was the, the moment where I was like, hey, maybe I don't suck as a DM. And uh, it's it's time to like bring out some big guns and actually invent an entire world. And that's what I did. And I'm, I'm feeling great about it. Um, but yeah, so I picked Miami because it was where I knew and I knew that I could make it fun. Yeah, exciting. I'm back. Uh, and I, I do have a question for everyone. Um, what's been the most surprising part of podcasting a D&D game? And that is from Q. Hmm, the workload. <laughs> the technical <laughs> issues. How um, many hours it takes to record not many minutes of sound. Yeah. I feel like we have gotten more efficient. Oh, we have to the point where, yeah, like I, I'm about to start being like, hey, we have to record for shorter times to get these episode lengths. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Um, I hate my voice less now. I definitely hated my voice in the first like eight episodes. I was nervous every single time. I was um, definitely nervous the first episode. 
Yeah, th- this one's interesting for me just because I've been podcasting f- consistently for so long that like the the only things that surprised me were the D&D related things, yeah. not the podcast related things. Mm-hmm. Like I expected it to be a nightmare to schedule it. I expected it to be um a constant just like technical issue and like sound issues and all these other kinds of things. And I've, we've had less of those than I would have expected. Um we've been very good about about not having problems. I'm going to knock on some wood here real quick. Um. As as our editor, do you find editing a non D and D podcast and a D and D podcast like like what are the differences that you enjoy and don't enjoy? Well, editing late to the party gives me an opportunity to be so much more clever and creative with with my editing and do actual like sound design and and finding places that I can ramp up tension and and resolve tension and you know add pauses delete pauses create space in audio in ways that just don't make sense for other sorts of podcasts um and i edit this one completely different than i edit bacon and eggs or than i edit the the like corporate interview podcast that i do uh they're all different um entirely different feels and like late to the party is a lot more is a lot cleaner and a lot more polished than anything else i do just because of the sheer nature of like it essentially being audio fiction like it is Mm -hmm. expected more and it's it's you know expected of me to take longer and also i have i have more time to work on it because it comes out every two weeks instead of every single week except for the 10 weeks that i did it every single week <sighs> somehow you were a miracle worker Legend. um you continue to be a miracle and I, I really worker. like i i bit off way more than i could chew when it came to the christmas peril thing originally this was supposed to air alongside our normal episodes every week or every other week for two months which was bold and i was just like there's no way no chance that we can do this and i, I had to pull the, the plug on it and be like we got to Yes. We got to do this later because I can't I can't make this happen. I will die. Yeah. I mean, I would rather have an episode come out every other week like we've been doing that that is the quality that we are proud to put out. And and genuinely I I want everyone listening to know that without Ethan's editing, this podcast would be eh, fine, like interesting, but Hey, Ethan's editing is what takes it from you know five yeah five just shouting numbers at each other Zoom call maybe for the first um, few episodes at this point I get it from eighty percent to to ninety five percent right like I I am not doing nearly as much as I did for the overall quality anymore at this point y'all have turned into fantastic D and D podcasters no oh, well thank you I think the there thing also that I needs think to surprised. be a shout out at just how much work has been put in by everyone in many different directions between yeah, writing absolutely. one shot editing the episodes making the social media happen and like we still have pain points but god dang you everybody does such a great job at putting in the effort and making something out of it i feel like some of camille's graphics i would like to get tattooed on (laughs) they're very fun (laughs) like like the scott ghost (laughs) jumping back to whatever the, the the question was about surprises the thing that i think surprised me the most and continues to surprise me like i don't know how this hasn't just set in my brain yet is that i i don't have to do it all like this show is not me or my brainchild and and there have been so many times over and over and over again where that's been reinforced. My personal favorite moment, I believe, was episode 18 when I just got to sit back and watch people role play. I, I think there was like a time where I basically did not speak for 30 minutes in an episode. Was this the, the Ben and Coach fight episode? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that one was, that one was so tough. Fun. That one was tough. I love that, that episode. Was it was hard, but it was good. And and I also thought that the the little like snippets of Lily 
and sunny during an otherwise incredibly heavy conversation and moment was part of what made that episode so great because otherwise like this has been a heavy podcast this has been a heavy story this is this show is a drama first and a comedy second (laughs) (laughs) the opposite of the twilight not what we were expecting um yeah we're, <laughs> which is not we're, bad can I, just we're, as, we're, we're late series Grey's Anatomy compared to oh early series God. Grey's Anatomy yeah. it's Jesus why when Christ. we record for six hours everybody's like I am done I love you goodbye we're done here <laughs> yeah we're like got to go <laughs> Um, Ethan mentioned earlier that he like when he's making decisions it's in the mindset of Ben Allen Roth and I also feel like I do that um, but not with Ben Allen Roth obviously with some days. <laughs> everybody makes um, decisions in the mindset of Ben Allen Roth yeah, 100% <laughs> yeah we're all we're a little bit on Allen the Roth. inside um, no but like truly at the end of like so we used to try and attempt to do two episodes recorded back to back no <laughs> um, there's just something about being a person who's pretending to be another person for the entertainment and enjoyment of not only yourself, but others, um, that is very draining. And that that isn't bad. It's not bad most mm-hmm. of the time. Like, I love what we do. Um, and I will never regret being like, hey, Jordan, Tyler Carlin just tweeted out um, that he owns a podcast network but doesn't have a D&D show. Why don't you pitch your uh, D&D campaign that you just pitched to me to him? Um, I will never regret that because this this has been very happy for me and honestly probably saved me in the pandemic um oh god just yeah. holy yeah <laughs> god, if just, I didn't have, just fantasy bliss it's yeah. not even that if i didn't have anything to do last year i would have gone insane this like, was I didn't my have social this my interaction plate, last year it wasn't even my social interaction so much as it just like it kept me sane i lived because alone i had i had work to do right like i was i had so much yeah. stuff last year get canceled i was supposed to be traveling all over the world and and being a music photographer or whatever that all went out the window in march basically immediately um and it seemed like every week I got an email that was like, hey, your gig for August is canceled. Hey, your gig for September is canceled. Hey, this thing in October is canceled. And it was just so draining. And this was this was my major project for last year. It was like learning to do this and learning to turn it into something to the point where it's even become second nature to me to edit these episodes. Like, I think episode 27, I did front to back in three hours somehow. <sighs> like, just a total blackout moment. I was feeling terrible. I was like sick. I had just gotten, I think, just gotten my second dose of the Pfizer vaccine. And I was just absolutely miserable going through a very bad brain day and just like turned brain off did late to the party and then i sat at my desk and i was like oh it's done i can just export this <laughs> it's got music and everything i don't know what that music came from and people were like these were some of your best musical choices and i was like don't know brain off. Tell you. Trust brain you. someone off. else did those ben allen roth did those <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah for me i had nowhere to go i lived alone i was here basically just all the time and i'd started an online master's program while working full-time God. So I've been suffering while like running around, but I also had like, I couldn't see anybody. I couldn't go anywhere. I couldn't do anything. So like this was my fun little socially thing, which sometimes was a lot of hours when I had a lot of other things to be doing, but you got to take a break, you know, and do something that's not work in school. Um, I think not only did having this podcast and and recording with friends uh help center me during the pandemic but uh i i don't know if anyone else on the the show realized this but i feel like being on this show with my sibling uh didn't just strengthen our relationship but in some ways kind of saved it um (laughs) a little bit like tyler has has never hesitated to to call me out when i mess up in real life and uh highlighted to me not too terribly long ago Hey, when we're having stress in real life, you pull punches 
from Sunny when we game. Mm. And the meta realization of that, of just like, hey, you you can put a little barometer on how you're feeling about your relationship on whether or not you're willing to hit your sibling in a game. was kind of a reality check for me um, in like the best possible way. And and kind of like Ethan said, how this is a very safe environment to sort of explore some of those emotions with. Like it gave me the opportunity to sort of internalize uh, things in a way that I might not have had the foresight to so do. And I'll tell you what, being locked in the same you know, what is it, 14, 1500 square feet with someone for 12 months straight? Tyler, I love you. I'm so sick of you. I'm so <laughs> sick of you. Thank goodness we got our vaccines. You can leave the house again. I'm just get out. <laughs> I know you own this house. Get out. It's me and the cats. I'm like, leave me alone. You're obsessed with me. Oh, I almost turned Chicago into a hat today. <laughs> Tanny, I kid you not, I turned around, she was chewing on the wall yesterday. Like taking paint off the wall, chewing on the brick wall. I was like, what are you doing? Oh. I just painted that wall. Like, yeah, this, <laughs> stop. This show saved a lot of things. Not one of, not even an insignificant one of those, I think was WB&E, the podcast network. Cause like that was... Jordan coming up to us with this was one of the main reasons that we actually like really got into gear with the network in the first place and having an addition of four brains to like, you know, keep us on track and keep us us going and, and force us to actually do the thing properly and, and be real uh, network creators ha- has been extremely helpful. Um, it's just been crazy just the whole the way that this has changed. And and to give Tyler the credit, Tyler, uh, Tyler D the credit, uh, if Jordan hadn't texted us and said, hey, I want to pitch you a D&D podcast, like we had already had plans to try to to to, to ground up a D&D podcast that which wouldn't have been um, as good as this because it would have been a different uh, endeavor. And, and, and Tyler who, Carlin, who doesn't have, not have time for this, but would have been involved in some way that would have made it very hard to make a, a podcast of this quality. Um, so I'm I very grateful for that. Definitely was like lording over Jordan, like do it, do it, do it, do it. Do <laughs> the it. best way. Um, oh yeah, there was lots of bullying lo- and peer lots pressure. Of, very lots glad you did it. do it energy. Um, like you were nervous. I was. I remember- Imposter. <laughs> Imposter I remember taking a screenshot of the tweet that Tyler Carlin made and being like, I, I can't tell if I think that this is directed at anyone in specific, if it's directed at me, if it's just like, hey, I like D&D and we should do D&D. Uh, or, or hey, D&D podcasts are big right now and, and like- Oh, yeah. There was a lot of imposter syndrome walking into that conversation. Oh, my gosh. When I told Um, Jordan that I, like, tried to play it real cool, I was like, you know, if you want, I'd join the podcast. (laughs) (laughs) I genuinely didn't know if you'd be interested. I was like, but I'll I'll shoot my shot. Like, I'd I'd play. I don't really know. I I would play, though. (laughs) (laughs) I I was mildly hesitant to bring Camille on board, and I'm very glad we brought Camille on board. Mm-hmm. Uh, just because I didn't know Camille hardly at all. Yes, you were mostly oh, yeah. a stranger. Yeah, mm-hmm. I knew you as somebody else's former significant other. Yep. <laughs> and I was like, hey, if Jordan trusts her, cool. But I'm like kind of hesitant. So we ran through a whole list of people like because we wanted it to be somebody local. And that was the main uh, hang up was that we wanted to play. <laughs> we wanted to play at a table. <laughs> with five people Look around how it. great <laughs> that one <laughs> you're gonna I, and i maintain just from a production standpoint you're gonna have to drag me kicking and screaming by my bare teeth to back to a table to do this podcast yeah. i love this setup i don't want to go back to a table um, but i do want to hang out with you all yeah same i have a question okay 
If instead of pitching a podcast, Jordan just pitched to the four of us, let's play D&D together. How many times do you think we would have actually played by now? Five. A third of what we've done. A year into the pandemic. We probably wouldn't have. That's the frustrating thing is I, I've tried, I've, I've had stuff like that lined up with other friends where we want to start playing D&D, but not as content. And then because it's not as content, there doesn't seem to be any sort of like accountability system to make sure that we actually do it. It's so hard and to so, live, to find that motivation to be like, yeah, we're going to do the thing. The like, yeah. So like having like at least a handful of listeners who are like, I mean, this is what I experienced on, on just doing like stuff on YouTube is like, even when I only had like 12 subscribers, I was like, that's enough people who are dedicating the time out of their day that I need to keep making stuff. And I feel that same right. way with, the podcast too where it's like i i i know that we crossed some some big milestones but like even if we just had like half a dozen people listening every week i would be like well we can't stop like you know well, that's that's part of the oh god don't talk to me that i can't stop man I'm, I'm i'm still coming to grips with the fact that i'm gonna eventually have to stop doing bacon and eggs at some point down the road oh, the movies and will i just be don't done. Even, i don't even know how to begin that conversation of like hey we're gonna wind this thing back a little bit because we're 50 or whatever <laughs> like sure i'll take over at that point i mean i feel ridiculous like I have such an attachment to this world and this story and and it's it's been something I I know that Ethan and and Camille and Scott and Tyler you have all said before like it's your world if you want to keep living here uh you know we can We're just going to have to one shot here all the time as much as I love pretending to live in Miami Florida again for you know multiple multiple days of the year I uh I don't want to drag on beyond the story that we have. Like I I want a beautiful and complete story that's tied on tied off with a bow. Yeah. I don't want it to be something that drags on and just feels yeah. laborious or Absolutely. less fun. I'm very much ready to do something else at this point. I, I'm I'm getting to that point yeah. where at first I was like, Oh no, I never want to lead these characters, like whatever. And now I'm just like, Yeah, let's 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 it's, it's time. Let's do it. I mean, it feels I mean that's the that's like a big giant chunk of the fun of D D is that there is no like one story that everyone has to do it can go anywhere you can be any character and you can be multiple people are in multiple campaigns all over all the time you say that and there may not be one story but it seems like there's about i don't know nine stories total (laughs) that you can do because like and i maintain like we all came to this from from having consumed different uh Dungeons and Dragons content, D&D right? And, and so a, a little bit, what'd you say? D and Dads. Yeah, exactly. D and Dads. Um, I had never uh, consumed anything to do with Dungeons and Daddies or Dimension 20 or Nadpod or anything. I was a big Taz guy. Uh, mm-hmm. Jordan has never listened to Taz, but like the, the parallels through all of our stuff, especially through the Ben Allen Roth story, is incredible. And one day Jordan's going to sit down and be like, wow, you did this thing just like, and I did this, and we did, and they did, and they, and we, <laughs> ah. <laughs> And it's like, it's crazy how, 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 you know, it's, it's the monkeys, the typewriters thing. Like if you give enough monkeys, enough typewriters, you'll eventually come up with the same thing. Yeah. 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 So and like, I've, I've been musing on that particular topic for a while since 
someone openly compared uh, my story that I've been making here to Taz, which someday I will probably learn is an incredibly valid comparison. Um, But Dungeons and Dragons, as it is set up, is it's about adventuring, but it's also about making the world around you better. And I I think in some ways there are only so many themes that you right. can really use to tell stories about making the world better. It, like It really leads you down the road of some version of the standard hero's tale. I mean, it really does. Like, Well, so that that's, that's an interesting thought because I've had the thought recently that I think we need more evil player characters in Dungeons and Dragons. Like they give you the option to be evil. So like I think that right, would be a fun nobody thing. But nobody does it. No one does it. I'm ready and, to double down. And I think that would be a fun thing if people made more evil characters. Because I think no, I yeah, I agree. I think you're right in that if you're a good or even neutral character, there seems to be this one path to try and make everything better. But I think you could also the game is set up so that you can absolutely play as an evil character and do evil things if you want to. And I just think people don't, and that's interesting to me. And and I would well, really love to be an evil character. Even if I was just one evil person in a group of good people and they're just actively trying to, you know, dismantle the group or whatever and do their evil things. Like, that's interesting. And I think that could be very fun to play as I, well. And I think part of it has to do with making the actual podcast out of it. Is there's just this yes. inherent pressure that you put on yourself where you like you want to make something positive that's going to make people happy. Mm-hmm. And your brain immediately goes to like, well, then it has to be a good thing, right? Like, it has to be, right. there has to be good. We can't sit here and be like, ha ha ha, I'm going to kill that baby right. and like make people <laughs> laugh about it but like I, I think i think we could do it as a group I, I don't think we'd have any problem with that it would just be something where we'd have to like make that sell initially yeah yeah, yeah. for sure for sure a little uh, pvp action would be fun women belong in the kitchen <laughs> finish the tweet what? finish the tweet <laughs> finish the tweet we're giving a twenty-five thousand dollar scholarship to two employees um <laughs> Oh, how did they think that was a good idea? I do want to just say, <laughs> I want to say one that? last thing regards to, to to Taz and Ben Allen Roth. If you line up the season of the newest season of the Avengers Zone graduation with season one of Late to the Party, you will find remarkable similarities between Ben Allen Roth and Fitzroy Maplecourt. And I don't, I do not know Griffin McElroy, and Griffin McElroy does not know my name. But somewhere out there, we share one connected brain. Where like I'll make a decision, <laughs> and then next week Griffin will make the same decision, and just back and forth the whole year. <laughs> that we've been doing this and i'm just like they're gonna think they're so much bigger than us they have millions of listeners they're gonna think i'm taking and i'm not i'm not i swear to god we record these things ahead of time i promise you're just sharing a brain sharing one Uh, brain cell (laughs) this one's taking it from you honestly the thing that shocked me i think the most and and might have actually weirdly helped with my imposter syndrome a little bit um so i had fallen super off on listening to any of the the Dungeons and Dragons podcasts that I listened to, but uh, around December, when I didn't have to do quite as much planning for our campaign, I got a little bit more caught up on Dungeons and Daddies uh, to somewhere in the the well, mid- don't give spoilers mid thirties anyway. Um, I'm, I'm not going to give out any specific spoilers. Uh, but the the thing that I realized is that a lot of the same emotional notes that they were hitting on their podcast, they were hitting at about the same time or episode numbers that we were hitting. Like they had 
within the team conflict about the same time we had within the team conflict. They had, uh, you know, specific little plot points that hit at about the same different episode numbers. And the one that really stood out to me, and I don't believe that this is a spoiler in any way, uh, the the phrase that I used, I think in episode 25, the only way out is through, uh, which is a, a butchering of John Green butchering Robert Frost. Um, but someone on Dungeons and Daddies used that exact same phrase in their like episode 27. And I was like, oh, maybe I am not garbage at this. <laughs> that was that was the moment. We just I need like that- a repeated track that Jordan can play herself where we affirm that she is not garbage and that we love her and that she's... <laughs> fabulous right y'all can record that i don't want and to I maintain, jordan like as, especially as a dm if somebody ever tells you that something you do is a ripoff of xyz it means you that they you remind them of griffin mcelroy or 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 matt mercer or brindley mulligan or uh matt arnold anthony birch. or anthony birch yeah, yeah. Uh, or any of these people and like those are compares take that as a compliment anytime some it, it's it's somebody trying to hate yeah. but it's not it's not capable of being hate because it is only a compliment mm-hmm. can you believe how much fun yeah. we've had in the last year doing this silly thing no no i can't believe it I can't. and then i look at, i look up and then i look back at my computer and you guys aren't even here and i've imagined the whole thing <laughs> yeah it's wild like <laughs> this we're all figments of scott's imagination we yeah. stop existing when we're not recording can the you believe party. my voice here, work i it's sit incredible. here at this desk Scott, as a robot why did you make jordan and i related but with la- different last names it was a weird <laughs> plot hole but i think we'll really get to it in about season four mm-hmm, mm-hmm. that makes sense I mean, that, in that true quarantine fashion, I saw Scott on the street with a mask on. He didn't even recognize me. I, was I like, did not recognize him. And he just stared at me. No. And I was like, it's Cam. I didn't even hear you say that it's Cam because I had headphones in. And so I pulled <laughs> headphones off right as I guess you had finished saying that. And I just see this person with longer hair than I am. I remembered Cam having. It's just like waving frantically at me. Shout out to superheroes who really got this idea that a very simple mask can absolutely <laughs> disguise your identity. For real. Yeah. <laughs> Man, masks, sunglasses, headphones, you're we, a different person. We make fun of superheroes. I rewatched Mulan today. Yeah. All she did was put her hair into a ponytail. It's a All thing. Superman does is wear glasses. And it's good. It's <laughs> like effective. not even sunglasses. Like like see-through glasses. It's effective. <laughs> huh. Um so I, I feel like we're probably getting close to about the length that we might want, but I would like to ask a, a question of, of everyone. Actually, two questions. The first is, if you had any piece of advice to give someone who wants to start playing D&D, what would it be? And then the follow-up to that is, if you were giving advice to someone who wants to play a D&D podcast, mm. what would that be? Are we, are we assuming that these people know how to play D&D or are we like instructing them to learn? It does not have okay. to be. Okay. If you haven't played D&D before, don't get stuck on the first character you build. Don't be afraid to build more than your first yeah. character. And don't be afraid to dive deeper into backstories for characters than just the surface level of like where they're at currently. Like how did they grow up? What do they want to do in life? It That's not a bad thing to include with a character whether it ever comes yeah, up or not. Yeah, I was not. gonna say look um, up resources that help guide you in how to make a backstory for your character. Cause yeah. like you think that you've built a character but if you don't actually sort of go through the process you're either going to insert your own information because it's the familiar one or you're you'll maybe make a a disjointed character that doesn't make sense 
be ready to project your own personal thoughts, feelings, and emotions onto the first character you play. On the <laughs> inverse of that, don't be afraid to use a pre-rolled character. Yeah, hundred mm-hmm. percent. Does not oh, yeah. does not matter. You can yeah. still have plenty yep. of fun with that. Similar um, vibe to that. You know, if you're if you want to be a DM, you do not have to do a homebrew first time out. In fact, I would <laughs> yeah. say don't do that. Yeah. Yeah. Some people are just overachievers, Scott. I was more so looking Scott. at Jordan over here. <laughs> yeah, freaking yeah. buy point. a module or get, uh, yeah, just download a module off the internet. Like, it's amazing how much information is contained yes. within those from a DM's perspective of, like, how to play the characters and how to do the thing. Yes, 100%. Like, even, even the official Wizards of the Coast ones are so in-depth of, like, this is what happens when they do X. Yeah. If they if they hurt this person, this person gets mad at them for it. X, Y, Z. Like, Well, because um, the, re- the reason I had said that, though, was because I remember when I had interviewed Jordan for my D&D video, you had said the very first thing you had ever done was, like, a homebrew sort of thing. And it was a terrible yeah. idea. <laughs> was that the one we played together? Uh, the, the one with the three of... Yeah. Yeah. And I had a cat. Yeah. Wild. Um, that being said, fun. well, don't be afraid to to lay your own stuff over top of a module either. Like you can use yeah. those as much or as little Please. as you want. Yes, change the Make names, change own. locations. Yeah. Make your or own. just, you know, freaking play the Minds of Handelver. Nobody's going to know. It's fine. They've never done it before either, probably. Yeah. If you're a first-time DM, uh, uh, yeah, your characters probably, your players probably don't have any idea what you're doing. Um, my first D&D DMing experience, I literally pulled the map of Skyrim and changed Excellent. every name. That's a great map. I That's don't a care. Great map. I know that map so yeah. well. Um, I know that better than that I know I, Miami. I could vividly describe, <laughs> like, the location, the setting, and I felt like it made my characters feel a little bit more centered in reality in mm-hmm. that universe. I would also say too, um, like, that was very if fun. you're the DM, you're in charge. So like all of these resources are available to you to make this easy to do and successful, but also do whatever you want. Like it's mm-hmm. your creation, your fun thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. My, my piece of advice for both players and DMs, uh, wanting to get into it. If you're having fun, yeah. you're doing yep. it right. 100 percent the the end goal of the whole thing is to have a fun experience exactly and um and you i i think if that means sometimes enforcing rules so that things aren't too easy because if there's no challenge there's not really going to be a fun uh fun reward at the end or if that means letting some rules slide because a player's doing something cool and wild that you want to reward that creativity for so at the end of the day yeah it's all about if fun. you open the Dungeon Master's Guide for D&D 5e, one of the first things it tells you is like, these are your responsibilities as a DM. One of them is, is, is as the keeper of the rules, enforce as many or as few of them as you want. Yeah. And that's absolutely true. Uh, as far as practical advice for players goes, don't feel like you have to play around a table with a bunch of people the first time. Uh, play online. Play with strangers. Yeah. Play, uh, you know, on Roll20. Like, do whatever you got to do. Join the WBNE Discord, and you'll be shanghaied into a game within five minutes. I guarantee it. Oh, <laughs> yeah. You there express are so that many interest. active campaigns and, and new created podcasts that have that have come up yeah. from, from that people in that Discord. You can play um, by yourself. Every time that I've made... Uh, a character or a couple characters, I will just go onto something like Cobalt Fight Club and create a battle scenario where I will learn my character by battling that way. So that's a fun one. Too. Um, so College Humor did like this thing called Adventuring Party where they talked about, or Brendan Lee Mulligan hosted um, and he had like some guests on. He was talking about how he and his brother would like play one person DM, one person yeah. PC um, and he would also play by himself. <laughs> and I think he compared it to like, oh, this is what like writing a yeah. book is like. A hundred percent. And it's like, yeah, kind of, but 
you know, that's the other thing not? too. You can absolutely play D and D by yourself or just with one other person. Uh, yeah, it, it is something that I know uh, a lot of people have talked about. Speaking of things like adventuring uh, academy, venturing party. Um, those are great resources, uh, as well as like, uh, my friend Dale over at Monarchs Factory does, has a great YouTube channel about it. Matt Colville, uh, my buddy Tulak, the Barbarian. These are all great YouTube resources that you can go and learn more information about character building, playing the game, running the game, all that kind of stuff. And they're all like free. How cool is that? That people are giving out free resources on YouTube. That's amazing. Heck yeah. Um, I also think that, um... D&D Beyond provides a very helpful resource for character building if you want to like build your own character. Um, you don't have access to everything for free, but I don't think that takes away mm -hmm. too much if it's your first time. Yeah. Oh yeah, that character builder is incredible. It'll walk mm -hmm. you through it in seconds. Yeah, very helpful. It just makes so much sense. Um, and if someone, uh, the, the follow-up question had been, if someone wants to do a D&D podcast, what advice do you have? And my biggest one, and I'm sure that Ethan will echo this in some way, is that uh, a an editor of the podcast who is on the podcast is an absolute must worth worth their yeah. weight and 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 time in gold every single time and that that person especially needs to not be afraid to just cut yep. things out absolutely yep. like all of episode two <laughs> no I, yeah. hey, that didn't even have to get to um, my desk first we were just like that was bad guys yeah. can't do this take it back we, we were too excited this. um but the the thing like i'm remembering very specific moments like when uh, when we did fight the dragon at, at Beggs's, there was like a whole bit where like Lily had to make a dexterity saving throw and it ended up being fine and nothing happened with it. But it also took us like multiple minutes to go through all of that. When I listened to the final episode, that whole section wasn't even in it because yeah. it didn't impact the story. It, it impacted the gameplay, obviously, because we, we played it and had fun. But there's two different versions of the game you're playing if you're podcasting. There's the version that everyone is there for and there's the version yeah. that you enjoy goes out in the world and i would say right. i would say even to that end if you're recording a, a D, D podcast the end goal is to hopefully tell a story all together that someone will want to listen to and enjoy and so what we've done occasionally is plan out what the episodes will be kind of like in advance like we don't know what a lot of the twists and turns that jordan's gonna throw at us are but we as a party can plan to be like this is what we want to do and these are the story beats that we think would be very nice to do because we're creating something for people to listen to at the end of the day and so it is important that we yeah. hit hit something that is yeah worthwhile to listen to it is definitely different than just playing a game that's going to be exciting for the five six people at the table um yes. for sure because you want it to, to translate you want it to go out to other people and then have them enjoy it so and i as the editor i'm always listening for like hey can we take this again yes. like can we do this better say that again but yeah. better what's a good line You're tripping over your sentences on. give me more energy like stuff yeah. like that um and that's fine. Like, it's not 100% as organic as we might make it seem. And I don't have a problem with that. Like, it, it is definitely, uh, it is all spontaneous. It is all, you know, adaptive, creative, in-the-moment storytelling. But it is, it is not, I wouldn't say it's not acted. Unlike our characters in this universe we've created, we are all human. Mm -hmm. And we're prone to mistakes. Um... Often I talk over Jordan. I don't even care. Uh, I, I do a little bit. I'm very sorry, Ethan. It's fine. Um, I know you told us to stop saying sorry to you, but I won't. 
you can deal with it. Sorry, not sorry. I did not tell you. I did not tell you to stop saying sorry. I told you to stop saying sorry for doing good things in the game. Right. <laughs> I told you to stop apologizing for hitting the monsters and for the monsters to stop apologizing for hitting for you. Yes. It, okay. Well, I'm sorry that I talk over Jordan. Um, yeah. Kind of. It got it, uh, to that note though. It has gotten to a point where I'm I'm sure it's annoying when I do it, but like wh- when we are fighting, I'm like, hit me, hit me, do some damage to me, please do something. Yeah, you are, you're a masochist. <laughs> yeah, coach, coach might want to die. I just I'm like, like the challenge. I like the challenge. I like the. I don't, you know, it's fun when I, when I, was, yeah. And that was the other thing is it, it kind of took us out of the character in those moments because Jordan would be like, I'm so, so sorry for hitting you guys. And Scott would be like, no, hit me. I want to die. I have a death wish. Freaking kill me, man. End my character's life. And it's just like, it's this weird back and forth, neither of which needs to happen and is distracting from the point. I just like, I just like Oops. the challenge of it. I like escaping oh, sure. a battle with like, you know, barely any HP left. And so, and so I'm Lily. just sitting there like, yes, I want, you know, the, the adventuring is the kind of stuff that we all signed up for. And so, yeah, I, I'm sorry if I push too hard on that sometimes. Oh, no, you don't. Yeah. And the, and, the, and again, the world never hears stuff that gets weird. Yeah. Like. <laughs> Good. Um, we have a lot more qu- listener questions. However, I think it would be foolish to try no. to complete all of them tonight. Um, <laughs> Could we? I would gladly uh, force my lovely party people to answer them on the next after party. Yeah. I'm sure there will be uh, much like to that. discuss. Whenever that comes out, I don't I don't know what days are. It's March Maybe now. March 29th, I believe. <laughs> March again. Uh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> well, hey. Thanks everyone yep. for for listening not only to this but for the listening for the to the entire show. That's amazing that you did yeah. that. We this has been listened to like 55,000 times. That's um, unbelievable. Way crazy. more than I, I think thought. Not a number I can comprehend. To talk. <laughs> Thank you to people who found this podcast yesterday. Thank you for people who found this podcast on March 23rd, 2020, when we originally dropped it uh, or announced it. It was the 27th that it actually came out. Okay, so we we announced it the 23rd. Thank you to everyone. Everyone. Everyone, including all of you. Yes, especially the people hearing this in the future who have listened for the first time on March 10th 2025 welcome to the party <laughs> yeah hey honestly not too late to leave us a review <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah five as, stars on as apple, long as podcast, apple podcast please. still exists go listen on apple podcast and, and give us a review hey, yeah. maybe if spotify be... has taken over everything by this point then leave us a review on spotify say, if we're big yeah. enough yeah. maybe we'll be like solo posted if somewhere we, yeah, if we are exclusively on some platform in the future mm-hmm. uh tell us yeah about let it. us know that'll be a funny thing to look back on when we when we are like Spotify presents yeah. late to the party. <laughs> so people who are listening as this episode comes out, what what do those folks have to look forward to? So the first season thing finale, I'm going to say is <laughs> season finale. A storm. Yeah. It's a brewing. Who's going to make it? It's going to be wet. Ethan, I loved your naming uh, the last episode, The Calm Before, because I like... Because yeah, you know what's coming. coming. You know what the next episode's going to be called. <laughs> Which is why there's part of me that's like the tiniest little bit sad that this is going in between those oh, things. You're then right. don't. Oh. <laughs> just, just insert it afterwards. The calm before Who cares? the reflection. <laughs> we can call this a bonus episode. Early no, to sure, the after just, party. It, it, it will, and I'm not complaining look, by any means. Yeah. It just ruins that, that little. And maybe in the future I will change the, the air one. date of this. Yeah, please do to, that. Yeah, please just do edit that. Make this one. Just edit just screenshot. Wait, wait for it. <laughs> <laughs> calm before. Before it. This? Yeah. <laughs> All right. Hit the button.
Um, so we do these types of episodes where we talk about, usually it's directly after, but, um, this one, you know, we had a lot more to cover. So it giving us a little bit of time to be speculative of every situation we put ourselves in. Um, but we do have these, uh, what we call late to the after party episodes up on our Patreon, uh, every episode. Um, and we have a little surprise in this week's yeah. episode. If you want to go so check that out on patreon.com slash late to the, or no, is it LTTP D and D? No, it's late to the party. Late, late to, to the, the party, party podcast. Oh my God. We'll get a clean take of that plugs. somewhere. It's, it's, uh, it's, it's freaking in the description. Uh, but yeah, so there's a exciting announcement in, in our little mini late to the after party this week. So go check that out. $5, uh, gets you there and gets you all the bonus episodes. I promise you. Plus it gets you to the yeah. discord. Um, yeah. We have some super lovely people Absolutely. in our Discord. Thank you so much, listeners, for giving us this week. Uh, I can feel myself fading fast already, <laughs> so I'm about ready for yes. bed at 8.25 p.m. Um, this has been the coolest year. Thank um, you to the many thousands of you who made season one so great. Yes, thank for listening. you. Everybody that drew something, everybody that participated, interacted, and gave us listener questions, and, and just retweeted the episodes, and said, hey, I love this, and left us reviews on iTunes, and, and everybody who didn't do any of that and just listened. Thank you so much for, for a great first year. Mm-hmm. It's been very cool. You all, thank you to the four other You're people best. in this call. Yeah. You're all I love you too. Okay, bye. Bye. See bye. you next week. Or whenever. I don't know.